Hello, friends. My name is Dave Miller. And I'm Niles Spain, And we're fuck buddies. We're a dating and sex advice podcast that has been award nominated several times for multiple awards. And we take your questions, your sticky situations, turn them into yeah. non-sticky situations. I lost it. I lost oh, it there. Okay. Maybe one of your worst ones yet. Simply put, we are a sex and dating advice podcast where we find questions either online from our divine listeners and we answer them right here in your ears every monday and occasionally one oh not occasionally but the last day of every month if you join our patreon yeah which for some reason in order to absolutely harass and bully me has been landing on the same day as we upload a a normal episode which means i have to do double the work on the last month Mm -hmm. for some reason the last day has been monday consistently yeah, so to help Dane struggle through this time, you all have to go join because he needs that money to get him through. Do you know how many coffees Dane has to buy every day to edit two episodes to release on the same day? A lot. Not not a single coffee. I don't. Yeah, drink he coffee. doesn't drink coffee, but it's metaphorical coffees. Yeah, it's meth. A four. Ready? Yeah, I was hoping um, you'd be like, it's a big crystal with knobs. It, it has it's the sometimes juice. blue. It's sometimes blue. Heisenberg makes it for you. It's meth. Exactly. Jesse will tell you all about it, bitch. It's I was science, gonna bitch. do a bitch. Damn it! I'm gonna do a bitch. Man, God, it's almost like we're on the same wavelength quite often. <sighs> Every now and then it happens. All right, should we answer a question? You know what? Let's answer a audience question. Ooh, okay. This is a follow up from Pinoy Boy Toy. Ooh, and he says. I applied your advice, guys, just now, and I'm waiting on her reply. We've been trying to update a date this week, but our schedule doesn't match. So she asked if we could do next week instead, and I told her I wanted to continue seeing her, but if our time doesn't match, then it is what it is. Basically, I dropped the ball in her court to make the time if she wants to continue seeing me. I'll stop asking her out from now on. Let's see how it goes. We hope it goes well. Yeah. They go on to say, one awesome thing happened last week. I went out of town for an event, and I met this young, lovely girl who won the pageant from said event. The only problem is she's based in another island, two-hour flight away. But I'll probably fly to meet her next month and see how it goes. Any tips for this type of setup? We didn't have much time to talk, but I'd like to fly there just to meet with some friends and take her out on a couple of dates. Uh, I mean, this seems to be your wheelhouse, my man. Like, it, it seems to be like this is not something you have trouble with. So I don't know. I mean, I think if it's a two hour flight and presumably flights aren't inexpensive and you're having trouble, you know, hanging out with someone who lives not a plane right away presumably this isn't a a relationship that's going to go further than the the time you spend mm-hmm. like like on vacation or whatever you're it's going to be like, cash yeah it's going to be sort of like an isolated you're there for two weeks and it's a two-week kind of fling and like i i don't think everything that you have presented to us in the past makes me 100 percent confident that you are capable of wowing this person and taking them on fun dates and being charismatic and and really not worrying too much about it. That's a bad answer. <laughs> no, no, Even no. Though it's true. Even though it's true. That's the thing. We have full faith in you. We still got to answer the question because what if someone okay. else is there and they're not Pinot Boy Toy and they need, they need the advice too. They're like, wait, this question adequately describes my situation. But I still think that like, if you 
And again, it's a pageant. So once again, sounds like an, a model situation here. If you have the confidence to approach the winning model at a beauty pageant of some sort, hit it off, get a number, and then get invited to hang out with them a plane right away. I think you're in, like, I, I don't know. I think the only thing, the only danger, or sorry, the only like preparation you have at that point, I think is overthinking. Well, I think there are things you can do, right? Like if you're going to be in town for X amount of days and you've never really gotten time to know this person, I think it would be a little much to immediately like to stay at their place if they're offering. So I think having your own place to stay while you're there is good because it'd be a little overbearing if you arrive and just have to like spend so much time with this person you don't know because either one of you might not really like the other and this at least gives you breathing room and like a backup if you if things aren't going well or if you need your space so i would say i would probably err on the side of having your own place rather than theirs you still go over to theirs you know unless it's a major monetary drain i think that's a good call i think secondly having things to do while you're there like if there are friends on this island i don't know where it is or if you've been there before or at the very least stuff that you would like to do yourself in case you know they're not free the entire time or as i said things go poorly because this is never going to be a bad trip if your backup is you enjoying the fuck out of your trip. You know what I mean? Well, that's what he said, right? He said he was going there to hang out with friends and take her on dates, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he said, I'll go meet with some friends. So that's what I mean. Like, I was going to say, like, I love that. That is good because you're not just going for this person. So it's like win-win. If it doesn't work out, you're on holidays. Your friends are there. You're going to have a great time. So, like, you're already doing it right. Sounds like my answer. No. I also said to get your own place. <laughs> I think you run the like I said like I think the you run the risk of like trying to I think now makes good points I think there is something to be said about maybe making plans and like looking ahead of time into what you would like to do mm-hmm. and making those dates or like making those part of dates of being like oh I would like to go check out the aquarium and be like hey I know it's touristy for you but I'd love to do it and then it's something like you get to experience something new and go on a date. Mm-hmm. Two, two, you know, check marks at the same time, and also it takes the the onus off of her. Like going into a new city, you don't really know where to go, mm-hmm. or what to do, or what's cool, or where where fun places to go are. So, like, it's good to have an idea. So at least you can be like, here are some things I would like to do. Would you like to do it with me? Mm-hmm. Um, and conversely, so that- if she offers any recommendations, that's even better because then one, she gets to take you to these places, and two, you get like the locals' perspective because it's always better. Yeah. But like, it sounds like you're going to be fine. I would just say, you know, make sure it's not the be all and end all of your trip. And if it's not working out for you, don't sacrifice your trip because of that. You know what I mean? It's going to be casual no matter what. So it's like, if it's great, it's great. If not, have a great trip. And again, win-win. Now, maybe we are making the assumption, maybe we're jumping the gun and maybe they don't think it's casual. So it might be worth mentioning somehow casually (laughs) that this is like, this isn't going to be a recurring thing or a frequent thing because again i don't know how expensive it is to fly here it might be like when you're in europe and it's like you know a fucking 11 dollar flight to even two hours and the time in the airport and all this like we know this is a busy guy and we know people living far away and not being able to match up schedules has already been an issue so i'm imagining it won't be but maybe they don't know And yeah, like there's no harm in just laying down the facts so no one gets hurt. Yeah, exactly. Just just a casual being like, you know, this is a this lines up with other things I want to do. And you just so happen to be, you know, this this is a a golden opportunity as opposed to something to be expected. 
Yeah. And hey, it can happen more than once. Or if one day they move to where you are or vice versa or whatever, who knows? But yeah, it's, it's always good to set up expectations in a realistic. And, and it even offer, like opens up the opportunity to be like, oh, if you're ever on my side of the, the you know, in my neighborhood, give me a shout and mm-hmm. we can do it again just in my, my hood and I'll show yeah. you around. Awesome. So good luck. Sounds like it's going to be fine. And I hope things also work out with the other person. Yeah. As always, we can't wait for the next one. Uh, this is from Hidden Old Photos. Uh, this is from a 28-year-old female, 28-year-old male. My husband keeps nudes of his ex in a relationship for four years. Married earlier this year. I opened his hidden folder on his phone because I'm dumb and nosy. I have no reason to distrust him. I didn't even think about it. His phone was in front of me and I looked. We have been sending each other occasional nudes without our faces to spice things up. I guess I wanted to see if he had saved any of mine, or that's the lie I'm telling myself anyway. Well, he's not finding any pictures of myself. I did see 22 pictures of him with his ex having sex, some nudes, plus short videos of him and his ex having sex. Both their faces were fully visible. I did check the date and confirmed they were from way before we had even met. I'm not concerned about him cheating. I'm not even sure if it really bothers me that much. It was a little shocking to see, but I think if I had pictures like that, I might have saved them too. So it's hard for me to blame him. Yet, I still have this sinking feeling in my stomach about the whole thing. Was the sex better with her? Why doesn't he save any of my nudes? I haven't talked to him about it. I shouldn't have been looking at his phone in the first place, and I don't plan to ever look again. Should I just ignore it and pretend nothing ever happened? I understand that the fact that I looked at all is a huge breach of his privacy, and I do regret doing it. I guess I'm just looking for some outside perspective. Well, I think the first thing to do is to really nail down why you feel so upset about these. If you... Because you seem confused about it, and uh, like let's let's be fair, it's not that the sex was better. I don't know that you can really make that logical leap. Just having videos or photos of sex doesn't mean it was because it was better. Um, yeah. I think it's highly likely that for whatever reason they were saved at the time, and maybe either he just keeps them because they're hot, he keeps them because he forgot and isn't accessing his hidden folder. You know what I mean? I I feel like maybe the reason he's not saving nudes with you is because he's been with you for a while and like he's older, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's less of like, Oh shit, here's my nudes and my, my little nude stash. Like it could just be that like, they're a little bit more run of the mill, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it's like, he doesn't have to scrimp and save each one or he put them somewhere else. I don't really know. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think you don't seem too upset by it. And I think you even made the admission of being like, you know what? These are, these are things that like he wouldn't be able to get again. It's not like he had gone on and took pictures off of like Instagram, right? It's not mm-hmm. like he screenshotted Instagram photos or stories and was saving them after the fact. These are pictures that he took when he was with this person. We can get into the ethics about saving nudes, and storing them because this day and age it's you know there's no security when it Mm. comes to this kind of stuff like you you do have to be especially if faces are visible and stuff like you do have to be aware of being like hey everything on my phone could be accessed by people at any point in time if there is a security breach Mm. in the apps that i use or the platforms that i use so we can or i lose my phone yeah so we can you know we can talk about that and, and maybe discuss that, like, maybe not the best idea to do. If, if you really want to save your nudes, I don't know, get a USB and be like a real weirdo. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I don't I think there's there's something we need to sort of like kind of just let nudes be transient and enjoy them for what they are and then let them float out into the ether. Mm-hmm. 
And that's the thing. It's like maybe when he was younger, he was just saving these because like I used to like when people sent me nudes, like again, not in a creepy way, not like a Snapchat. I screenshot it or something like when it was like consensual trading of nudes. It's like I didn't just delete them. Yeah, it it could well be that when he was younger, uh, he didn't think about that and just saved them. And again, they might not be being accessed. They might be being accessed as masturbation material. They might be like kept. I don't know. Maybe he was worried that she would leak his nudes so he has some with her in them as like a fail safe I, I don't really know but it's possible that he could have grown up and realized that it is kind of dangerous to keep nudes or as dan said maybe he has a weird pervert usb look we all got one we all have a pervert <laughs> usb we've all got a little shoebox filled with hundreds and hundreds of increasingly sized usb and they get smaller too because that's how technology works mm-hmm. but i've got you know i've got one of those big like huge like 512 megabyte one I got, yeah, like, it's like the size of a shoe and it can't even hold one picture yeah it's broken um, up into i have to like get into photoshop or ms paint put them all together <laughs> yeah you put, I put all four in your laptop uh yeah i just like you you need to figure out what what it is that bothers you and like then move forward and it's like yes you shouldn't have looked but it's like once you have like admitting it isn't the bad part you know what i mean you've still broken their trust you've still done this thing so it's like Admitting it is you being honest with your partner. Yeah, it's funny because you're like, oh, I don't want – it's a huge breach of trust, so I'm going to lie about it now. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing. It's like you don't want to get in trouble is really what you're saying. You know, It's like, oh, I don't want to tell him because it's a huge breach of trust. No, you don't want to tell him because you don't want to get in trouble. You've already breached the trust. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's also a conversation you guys need to have. So I, I can't say why they have them. You can't say why you're annoyed. Now, what do you think about, what are your personal opinions about keeping nudes from previous partners? I don't know. Because, like, hypothetically, at that point, it's just porn, right? Yeah. And, like, porn, whatever, is fine. Yeah, there's more of a personal connection, but it's like, um, I don't know. Do you think there's a validity of being, you know, concerned that, oh, they're hanging on to these because they still have feelings for... No, I I would imagine, like, look, would I be thrilled about it? Probably not. Do I think it means they have feelings for the person? No, I think, like, someone can still be hot and not, you not have feelings for them. All my exes are hot, but some of them are assholes. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I could be like, hell yeah, and still fucking dislike them. Yeah, I mean, like, you were with them because you found them attractive. And presumably, you kept the nudes because you found them attractive. So just, it doesn't matter how bad a breakup is. And I think there is, you know, a breakup can certainly diminish attraction and certainly, Mm -hmm. you know, make you unattracted to someone. But that doesn't necessarily mean you find them not physically attractive anymore, if that makes sense. So, like, I yeah, I feel like I'm in the same boat of, of sort of, don't think I'd be super pumped, but at the same time, like... You know, if I had if I still had access to some of the photos that people have sent me over the time, like I think I would still be like I peep them every now and then. So well, I can't I can't rightfully also, be upset. Yeah, well so the funny thing is it's like with the podcast and with giving advice in general, you know what I mean? If you're giving it to your friend, if you're giving out a podcast, it's always easier to give it than to act on it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like hypothetically, I know I would tell someone else, like, look, it is just porn, it doesn't mean whatever. Uh, and I do fully understand people can be attracted to people and definitely would be attracted to the people they were attracted enough to date and have nudes of. Would I love it? Who's to say in the moment, right? So I'm not going to get on my high horse and be like, oh, there's no way I'd be upset. But I would understand also that 
that's what it is. But also, like, I'm pretty, I probably have nudes of someone somewhere. Like, as you said, like, I know you're joking about the dirty box of USBs and shit, but it's like, I've backed up my old hard drives and my old phones to various things. Like, I have laptops I don't even know run anymore. There might be some in there. I don't know. Um, So it's like someone might find that and be like, oh, they're holding on. No, I don't even know if they turn on. (laughs) You know. So yeah, it might turn on, but the photos inside turn you on. Damn. You fucking harlot. It's true. It's who I am. Uh, So I think the the important thing is like, look, if you're upset that someone has their old nudes, you have a, a certain amount of leg to stand on. But you also don't. I don't think most people are keeping them because they're sentimental. You know what I mean? Or like because of an emotional connection. They're keeping them because their person's hot. Maybe even more hot now that they're almost like illicit. Because it's like, if you have a bad breakup, that person probably doesn't want you to have them anymore. And if you're in a new relationship, maybe you shouldn't have them. So like, that could be a little extra spice there. It's one more thing that you can talk to your partner about. If you're not comfortable talking to your partner about how things make you feel and how stuff that they have done have made you feel, then you need to reevaluate how you want to communicate in the relationship. If you come across these things, whether, you know, intentionally or accidentally, and you're like, hey, I don't really like this. I think there's there is a little bit of an onus to be like, okay, let's have a conversation about this. And part of that is also going to be you being like, hi, I went through your phone. I understand that shit. Mm -hmm. I found these photos. They made me uncomfortable. Can we talk about it? Because I feel I'm dealing with a lot right now. Like I feel guilty about going through your phone. I feel a little insecure. I feel like yada, yada. And it's like, those are the things that are going to make a relationship stronger as Mm -hmm. opposed to just holding it inside. And look, this guy might be like, hey, that's fucked up that you did that mm-hmm. and and be upset with you. And I think he has the right to be upset at you. Yeah. And I think he has the right to take that information as new information about the, who you are as a person and, and move mm-hmm. forward. Like, and, and like, you know what I mean? And let that influence how he feels about you. I think that's and I understand that's why you're probably hesitant to have this conversation. But mm-hmm. the more you do things, feel bad about them and then cover them up and pretend like they never happened, the worse it's going to be in the long run. Yeah, and the thing is, if this is something that's eating away at you, there's no way you're not going to get drunk and pull it out in an argument or something. And then it's, oh, you broke my privacy and then lied to me about it and then held it over my head and like got bitter. Like that's, I think, four times worse. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly four times worse. I was going to say, not five times. Nope, not three. Uh, so that's the thing. It's like, look, yeah, you did it. You did the wrong thing. But like that's why earlier I was saying you need to figure out why you're annoyed because – you need to be able to talk to them about this in a way that is conducive, like is good, that can like be positive and like build. Because if you just start talking to them and you don't really know, maybe you'll figure it out, but maybe it'll just be like aimless. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, they're probably gonna be upset about you going through the phone. And I think you need to have that conversation. But I do think it's probably for the best that you guys have them as separate conversations. Like you go, look, I totally own what I've done. It's It wasn't good. But like, I would like to discuss this first or sure, we'll discuss the phone thing first, but I do want to get to the other thing just so one issue isn't swept under the rug or overtakes the other. Mm -hmm. And I will say it it is important. I'm, I'm operating and I'm answering this question under the, the guise of the, the, the nudes are old. My stance changes pretty quickly. If these are new nudes, if you went through and you found nudes dating from, you know, while you guys were married or dating, then yes. I think at that point in time, you have a leg to stand on to be upset about. But oh, I think you have all the leg because that's cheating, really. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. I just wanted to make note of that because I think that is important too. Uh, an important yeah. distinction of just being like, oh, nudes are just poor. Nudes are fine. But it's like, no, if you're in a relationship and you're accepting nudes from mm-hmm. other people, that is a shitty thing to do. Yeah, it's like if you just have nudes from an old relationship, and again, you could do very disrespectful things with those nudes, you know what I mean? But like if you just found them and you don't even know if they're they've been viewed in since or anything like that. Either, either way, you need to talk about this. You need to figure out why why you are specifically upset, communicate to the, that to them, deal with the breach of privacy and trust and move forward and hopefully it'll make you guys stronger as a couple. And if it doesn't, then that's probably for the best that you yeah. break up. So good luck. This is sex question throwaway seven. My boyfriend keeps personifying his dick and I find it real cringe. We're each other's first anythings. This all started ages ago and we were chilling and he has an obvious hard on and I just smile at him for it. And he says, think he's excited or something when looking at his dick. I said, don't do that. And he says, what? And I says, I, and I says, and I don't says. personify it because that's just cringe. But from then on, he does it frequently. Like he refers to his foreskin as a hoodie and uses hoodie terminology to describe gliding it up and down. Sometimes when it's hard and twitching, he calls it hyper or that he needs to calm down a bit like, or don't worry, we're almost there referring to my mouth and then skull emoji or that he needs a place to let that energy out like a fucking dog that hasn't been on a walk in a week. Now he doesn't do it all the time. He just does it to me cringe because it's cringe. What? I told a friend who said she finds it kind of cute and not cringe. But I'm literally dying every time he says something like that. Surely I can't be the only person to find that cringe. I hate the fact that you just keep using the word cringe. Mm-hmm. That's more cringy than anything. Yeah. So cringe. Okay. I, I see it from both sides here. I mm-hmm. think I would also be uncomfortable if I was about to go down and someone was like, oh, she can't wait to make out with you. <laughs> I'd be like, what? <laughs> the fuck does that mean? I don't like that one bit. Like, so like, I get it. I I understand acting as if your penis is a third participant in sexual and and like the, Oh, almost don't worry, buddy. We're almost there (laughs) while you're about to get a blowjob. That's That's good though. (laughs) That's fucking weird. No, I think you mean very good. It's a great, this is great. A comedy guys as a third outside observer. Yes. Hilarious. I love it. But I'm as as a person who's involved in that sexual experience, I think terrible. <laughs> well, it's a so bad time. My worry, and and you're right, because I you said you can see it from both sides. We've all done it when their partner's like, "Oh, don't do that," and then you do it more because it's funny to to fuck with them a little bit. Yes. So I don't know if it's this, but maybe gone so because they said one day he said it, and then she said, "Don't do it," and then he like did it frequently from then on. So maybe he thinks it's this like fun fucking with you like joke thing that he's doing to like kneel you a little bit yes yeah, I, but I, I also could see if if he was doing it seriously it would be the least attractive the most awkward thing i would love to know what the like the hoodie terminology like what does that mean what, what are you talking yeah, about that was a very weird terminology to use can you can you tell me one classic universal classic hoodie hoodie, hoodie uh, terminology he, he put his hood up oh he put his hood off it's just those are just actions yeah. <laughs> i don't know maybe yeah, he has no. little drawstrings on the edge of his dick and he pulls them tight and he's like oh just like a hoodie <laughs> ow so talk to him and yeah i i think <laughs> there's two things you you have to say you sit him down and be like look i know you might be doing this as a joke but i do actually find it kind of uncomfortable and i don't find it sexy and it takes me out of the mood during sex and it's mm-hmm. like look 
if you want to joke about it while we're making dinner and you've come up behind me and like grab my ass and are a little hard because we're, you know, you're kissing my neck while I'm cutting the mushrooms or whatever. And you want to say, oh, he's, he misses you or whatever. Okay. But in the bedroom during sexy time, can we not refer to him or it as a, oh, now you've done as a, it. I know as a, as an active participant in this. I think you look him dead in the eyes and you say, you ever hear that thing about girls in your hoodie? Oh, and then, get and then a, he will like a, never, like you'll never get it back. Yeah. Yeah. That's not good. I do think like, as Dane said, starting with the assumption that it's a joke is good because then even if it isn't a joke, they can be like, no, it was definitely a joke and hopefully mm-hmm. move on. And look, if you have a talk with them and they are unwilling to change or maybe it's not the relationship for you. But like, have a talk. Just be like, look, I guess it's a joke. And it was funny. Even if it wasn't, you can be like, it was funny sometimes. Be like, look, at this point, it is actually kind of taking me out and like making sex a little bit less enjoyable. Can we just not do it? Yeah. If some, if you tell someone that something they're doing is ruining sex for you, mm-hmm. regardless of what it is, and they decide to keep doing it, then that person doesn't give a shit about your sexual experience. Regardless, yeah. of, you know what I mean? Like, it could Most be something people as simple- would be terrified to make sex worse and be like oh shit i'm so sorry yeah like that that's all if someone was just like hey when you do that during sex it really takes me out of it and i really have a hard time enjoying myself i would be like cool i will never do that again within reason of course but you know if it was something like i was joking around or or a simple you know something that i did that i could easily not do i would i would drop it in a second and if they don't if they double down on it then it's like okay they your sexual experience doesn't mean anything to them. They they think a stupid gag that they know you don't like is more important. Like keeping that going is more important than making sure that you have a good time. Not uh, not a good partner. Yeah. I could also say maybe relax a little and stop worrying about what's cringe. And yeah. maybe like if it is like maybe find it funny because it is a little funny. That's the thing. Like I, I feel like if they are ultra unbelievably like powerfully doing it seriously yeah that's that is gross but like i i find it hard to believe i i got to keep that faith in humanity a little bit and it's like who like what's cringe it's almost like you're thinking about other people when it's just you and them and it's like if they're just being like funny and like loose and shit with you at home when no one else around like that's what you want for sex yeah you know and again hey he might be a big fucking weirdo doing this way way too weird i could see it so we don't know. We're not there, but like, you know, maybe there's a fine line between both options, but still just talk to them. Yeah. Or, and I can't believe we haven't said this yet. Return fire. Yeah. Like you got to do it so badly that he comes to you. And then you said, I learned it from watching you. Yeah. Like when, when he's about to fuck, you'd be like, Oh, I can't wait for her to smother him. <laughs> like, sorry, what? She's so hungry. She wants to nom nom on your sausage. I want to, I just want to take my wet plastic bag and put it over his head. <laughs> smother him like that game Manhunt. I want to get canceled like that game Manhunt for smothering <laughs> your dickhead with my wet plastic bag pussy. I want my, my pussy to feel like PlayStation 2 canceled game Manhunt. <laughs> <laughs> the famous game Manhunt that was really good, but maybe a little ahead of its time and got canceled. Much like my wet plastic bag pussy around the head of your... <laughs> Fat hoodie dick. <laughs> what was that other fighting game that also got canceled? Because it was it was too violent 
Fuck, I don't I'm even gonna... know. But you just gotta talk about Manhunt, a game I've never played, and I don't know why it came into my head. None of us have played it now. That's what we're, that's <laughs> no, the problem. Was, it's true. Fuck, man. It's cancelled. You know that Australia bans a bunch of games for no reason? No. Like, I don't think you can play, like, uh, like Grand Theft Auto and shit. All gets no. banned. Yeah. That can't be real. Australia is super intense on their, uh, their, like, uh, their rating system. Whoa. Did you know Manhunt is set in a fictional city, which is in a shared universe with Grand Theft Auto? Really? Yeah. It's, it's part of the Grand Theft Auto universe. Grand Theft Autoverse. Was it by Rockstar? It was. Damn, I didn't know that. Was it yeah. PlayStation 2? Was I right? Uh, yes, you were. Damn. Nice. We're good. Got it. This is our, our canceled video game podcast. <laughs> yeah. But seriously, just bag up that, that hoodie. Oh, it's called Thrill Kill. The game's plot involves 10 people who were all sent to hell after dying on Earth and forced by Maraca, the goddess of secrets, to fight to the death for a chance for reincarnation. Just like slam down on his dick and be like, I'm the goddess Maraca, and you have to fight inside my fighting pit for a chance to be reincarnated. Just like that famous game Thrill Kill for PlayStation 2. It was a PlayStation 1, I believe. Damn it. It was, an old, it was old. It was way ahead of its time. All right. This is from Annie Cherry. He wants to rip my tights, but then leave them on. So my boyfriend asked me last night if I would mind him ripping a pair of my tights. I wear them every day for work. When I got home to enables to have sex without him take, or me taking them off. So I leave them on ripped. I said, sure, but I don't really know why. LOL. I asked and he just said he loves my legs and tights. Anyone else like this? I'm happy to do it. And I respect his answer. I just wonder if this is a common thing, I guess. Dude, I get it. It's hot. There's there's no deeper meaning. There's no secret. It's like, it's just, a, I, I guess, kind of a fetish. It's like how sometimes it's fun to to leave the clothes on or to pull the underwear to the side or to pull the underwear down and like lift up a skirt. Like these are all little tiny things you could do just to make it a little bit more exciting. I get it. And the, there's like a primal of like mm-hmm. just ripping clothes off. Like one of the most fun I've had in a recent sexual experience was uh, someone had an old pair of jeans that like, had started to get all Wait, ripped they, and they were torn near the butt. There was holes near the butt specifically. Oh my God. We talked about this. You cannot go out wearing those. How could That's, you? No, they didn't. I went to their place. Okay, good. And she Ooh. wanted me to just, you know, she was like, Hey, look, I'm throwing these pants out. So like, just, I guess we'll, we'll just tear them off. And she was like, I also have an old like paint tank top that can we can destroy. also destroy. Love yeah, it. so it's like I just like I just tore these clothes off her, and it was fucking great. It was a lot of fun. It was mm-hmm. I didn't you know it was something I would never do because clothes are expensive, and it's such a dick move to ruin people's clothes. Take note, women, when a guy's wearing a button down shirt, don't fucking rip his yeah, shirt off. That's not cool. They're expensive, and that, like, what am I supposed to do? Find all the buttons that you've launched everywhere and then sew I, them on? That fucking yeah. sucks. Even if I found them, which I wouldn't do or probably couldn't, I'm not going to fucking sew them on. I, I don't have those talents. Anyway. I wish I did. You know those like mesh kind of like bodysuit things? Did yeah. that one of those before, and it's really good. And like, they're cheap yeah. enough. So we knew it was like a once off thing and had discussed that that was what was going to happen with it. So yes. much fun. So, like, I don't really know that this conversation is going to go anywhere further other than you don't have to worry about it. It's just kind of hot and and different. I would just say if you're uncomfortable with it, obviously don't do it. And the workaround might be if you want to just wear normal tights to work and then change into torn ones when you get home, if that's something you're uncomfortable about, 
then that's a pretty good compromise. But other than that, I don't see the fucking problem. Yeah. Have fun. It's, it's such an easy, sexy thing to do. I think you'll probably find that you do really enjoy it. I think there's, I think, you know, if, if you're into the idea, I think in practice, you'll be like, yes. And hey, look, maybe you'd be like, you tell him, like, here are my size. Here's the brand of tights I buy. Go pick up a pack. And I, those are our, those are our fucking tights. And we yeah, can go I'm- through a pack a month or whatever. A hundred percent. Like, don't let this financially ruin you. You know what I mean? Don't go all Tiger King. No. So I'm yeah, going to double it. down. Let, ruin your lives like you ruin these tights. Oh, damn. That's the real, like, nothing's hot. Like, the only thing hotter than tearing apart some tights is tearing apart someone's bank statement. <laughs> tearing apart your financial stability. Mm-hmm. Uh, you ready? Yes. Lavender Princess asked, asks, asked, I guess it was the past tense. Why is it considered rude to order lemonade on a first date? Oh, don't get me started. I am getting you started. All right, read the read the question. I feel like I don't even want to. I feel like I just want to leave you with that. Why is it, Dane? Il- illuminate us. Look, there has been a long history of societal standards about what lemonade means on a first mm-hmm. date, and especially sure. in heterosexual relationships. I, look, I'm glad someone's finally talking about it. That we have yeah. the bravery to step forward and talk about this plague. I would say a plague. Look, I'm the first one. I will tell you, history has not been kind to women. But men have been oppressed too. And it has been in the form of having to pay for lemonade on a first date. Mm-hmm. Right? We talk about the wage gap. We talk about uh, gender equality. We talk about equity. We talk about all these things that we want. Well, we never then, fucking talk about lemonade. But then on a first date, what do you do? What do you do, women? First thing you do, you open that menu and you look for a lemonade. And the thing is, it's not even about the money. I want. Like, it's not. You want a beer twice, the, three times the price? Great. But a lemonade? But a lemonade? Like, don't you know the historical meat? No, I can't even continue this. Someone's going to like cut <laughs> what we just said out of context one day to try to cancel us. I can't keep going with the joke. Here's the, here's the text. I was on a first date with my now ex. Told him I wanted to order lemonade. He got offended. Told me if I order lemonade. He'll be putting him in the friend zone. I told him several times I wanted a lemonade. And when we got to the cafe, he ordered a bottle of wine and wouldn't let me choose anything else. I was confused. I was out with another guy. We went to a pub, and this time I ordered myself a lemonade. The guy was also offended by my order, but he didn't say anything. I could just see it on his face that he was disappointed in some way. My question is, why is it if you order lemonade in the first date, the guy you're dating assumes he's in the friend zone? Okay, this gives a little... I, I feel like we could actually talk about this a little bit. No, for sure. For sure. There's a societal expect. No. Um, (laughs) Lemonade has been a plague. We need to deal with lemonade and people who order lemonade, like the publishers and critics and censors of Manhunt. PlayStation 2 canceled game Manhunt. (laughs) You know, that's why they canceled it. One of the missions, it's a first date and the girl orders lemonade. Yeah. And they're like, we can't, we can't do this. After, after everything men have been through. Mm hmm. It's actually the plot of the game is women hunting down men and ordering lemonade in their vicinity, (laughs) destroying them on a mental level. Okay. With the context of the question, I think what's happening here, uh, bullshit on their end. Absolutely. It's stupid. But I think what's happened is they probably asked you out for a drink. They probably said, hey, let's go get drinks. And for a lot of people, drinks means date. If you then go on a date with someone, and you think you're getting drinks at, and when I say drinks, I mean alcoholic beverages, adult beverages. But when you order a non-alcoholic beverage, it seems like you aren't participating in the date. 
if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it seems yes. like it's almost like, like they're saying we're going to go out for alcoholic drinks and you get there and you're like, mm, I'm going to do this though. And it, yes, it, I think they're wrong because, yes, you know, people may not drink or just may not feel that way. Like, hey, if you want fucking lemonade, you know, you get that lemonade craving. Mm, I get it. Honestly, it, it's so funny that that men have these weird fucking knee jerk reactions to this shit. Because if I went mm-hmm. on a date and we go to a bar and she was like, actually, you know, I just want to slam a lemonade right now. I would find that I've so fucking endearing and so yeah. adorable. Like I would, I would be like, you're the cutest. You are so cute. <laughs> but also just like, it's just, yeah, I, it, it's a nice, it honestly, for me, you're right. It's, it is a, a bonus because it's like, it's a dash of personality and it's like, it's very easy to go for drinks and have drinks. It's a little bit more unique to be like, yeah, I really want to rock a lemonade. Whether it's your first drink, whether it's your only drink, like who fucking cares? That shows me stuff about you and I find that endearing and charming. And I also, I assume it's also like, and I think this is where we can talk about more problematic behavior and expectations of they like, oh, we're little drunk. We're going to get drunk. So mm-hmm. that we can then go have sex because we both need to loosen up. Mm-hmm. And therefore they think that like, oh, if you're not drinking, then you don't want to fuck me. Yeah. Which again, bad stance, bad take. But I think that is also another sort of knee jerk reaction where people are like, oh, we're f- you're friend zoning me. Because like you don't ask people out for lemonade. Right. Like when you're having a lemonade, you're with your friends and it's kind of, you know, kind of juvenile, kind of whatever. And it's like it's not a sexy precursor to fucking. Yeah, I think they're worried that you're not as into the date because, again, it's like drinks are are drinks. Right. You you'll have a few like you'll sit and have a bottle of wine or you'll have a few pints. You don't have like multiple lemonades. Hey, maybe you do. But it almost feels like you're going to have this and bail or. They want you to get drunk with them, whether it's or drunk in general, which can range from very problematic to kind of problematic. I think either way, it's a sign of insecurity. I think it's a sign of it's a red flag. It's a pink oh, flag at, at best. Yeah. I wouldn't worry about it. order whatever you want. If your date's weird about it, that's that's you're at least gathering information about them because you now know they probably aren't worth shit. So right. Like if you're on a first date and they're losing their mind because you ordered something that you want, how do you think that's going to pan out when you guys are dating for X amount of time? And it's like, they want to start a family. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden it's like, no, we've been together. We're dating and we've been together for X amount of time. It's kid time. Now it's not lemonade time. The fuck, <laughs> like, like it just immediately shows that like, there's no idea that like you have your own wants and desires that they don't get to assert their dominance and will on mm. you. There's there's a lot of like really problematic and, and red flag behavior in a very small, like tiny, tiny, tiny little instance. Mm-hmm. I would be so I would be so out of there if I ordered something and someone's like, no, no, we're not doing that. That's not what this is. I'd be like, mm, I don't like this one bit. Like, I don't I already don't like being told what to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, if somebody told me. I couldn't get a thing that I wanted to order at a place we were both at. I, one, I would fucking definitely get it. But oh, I yeah. would be, I would be so like, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, I would, I would be so, so unimpressed. If I'm, if I need this fucking tangy ass lemonade, I'm get this tangy ass lemonade, and you'd be fucking pleased about it. Yeah, and if yeah. you don't, if you don't like it, you're going right to Manhunt Town. 
Let me now, tell you that. Tell, yeah, let me pull out my wet plastic bag. Am I talking about literally? Who knows? We'll never know because it got canceled, Niall. We'll never know. Uh, some say if it hadn't been canceled, nothing bad would have ever happened. A lot of people think that the cure to COVID was in Manhunt. Yeah. And because I, they canceled it, we never finished. Mm-hmm. Is it my turn again? <laughs> I believe it is. I want to compliment my boyfriend on his talent, but I'm not sure if it's appropriate. This is from Lebowski. Okay. I've been with my boyfriend for about six months. He's amazing. And I think we have a serious future together, so I do not want to mess it up. At the same time, I want to tell him how hard it's been for me to orgasm in the past, twice in my 13 years before him, and how easy it is with him without having to ruin the moment by comparing him to previous partners. I don't want to imply to him that my number is higher than it is, or that I'm thinking too much about my past, which, by the way, I think it's a reasonable enough, around 10, 15, vastly being relationships that didn't last. Also, very, very few in the few years before him talking like two in the last three years partners before him that's a wild way to say what they're saying i think yeah um also i don't think has any bearing on the question no (laughs) is there any way to compliment him without insinuating or bringing comparison into the picture or would you want the comparison i just want to hype him up because he is truly by far the best and i want him to know it and know how much i appreciate him just struggling with the wording. Additionally, I know some men may be comfortable being completely open about these things, and that's not the impression I get from him. Oh, that I think most, yeah, I think most past sexual partners he'd prefer not to think about. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I do think there is the fear, especially with men, uh, that they get all butthurt and in their own head about previous lovers. Yeah, it, actually, men and women, really. But the good thing is, if you don't want to compare, you don't have to compare. You can just be like, you are so good at sex. Sex with you was amazing. And they're going to be fucking thrilled. Yes. Like, I I don't understand why you think, like, hey, Greg, you are so much better than Steve and Matt and Jeff and Jacob. Don't get me started about Brian. It's like, like, you don't need to do that. Also, I would be like, why is this happening? I don't... It's not that I'm going to become insecure or, or up in my, I just being like, why do you feel, why are you dragging these dudes? Like you could compliment me. Like all you have to say is, Hey, like you are the best. Hey, yeah. great. Cool. Mm-hmm. You, I've never, like, I've never been with someone who makes me come as, as frequently, as hard, as fast, as consistently, whatever the, the qualifier you want to put on it. And, and look, if a dude gets fucking upset that you're telling him, that he's you're the, the top, yeah you're the he's the top of the list then i don't know what to tell you that you know what i mean like there's nothing that's gonna make this man happy yeah i've like i've been with people who have never come before and it's like when they've said like oh you're literally the only person's maybe come that's fucking great not for you know society as a whole or them or the men they've been with but for me it's fucking wonderful you know, yeah. so I, I find it hard to believe. But the thing is, you don't even have to do that. You can just be like, you are the best. This is the best. You make me come so hard. Whatever you want to say. No one's going to be mad at that. So do it. Compliment them. If, if he does, if he is like the best, huh? So you've slept with someone else. <laughs> what? Oh, so like you're ranking me, which means you've something to compare me to, which means other men exist. I, I don't know what to tell you. And like the fact that we've gotten to the point. The fact that men's egos are so, you know, brittle, so paper thin and easily shattered because uh, that we are worried about now complimenting them on their sexual prowess, that that might trigger them. And not even the best part is it's not even like 
any compliment. It's the ultimate compliment because they the are best compliment. the best. Like, it's not even like there's any room for like, you know, like, hey, you're second best. Okay. Maybe, maybe they're like, wait, but, but who, who number one? Yeah. No one ever. Look, if this is the thing, you either need to find a, a compliment that doesn't put them in a position unless the position is first. And I think that's true about everything, right? Like no one wants to hear that. Like, oh man, that was, that was really good blow job. I would say you almost are the best person who's done it. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. no one wants to hear that. That's a shit thing to say to anyone about anything at any point in time. It's also just unnecessary. It's like, if it's good, it's good. And you can say that you can be like, oh, it was great. There's no need to number it, as Dane said, unless it is the best. And even then, it's like we've all been with people who are so insecure that if you said that, they'd be like, oh, yeah, but do I have the biggest dick or something? You know what I mean? Like they almost keep going until you either said they were the best at everything and then they wouldn't believe you or they'd reach that one thing they're insecure about and be like, oh, so I don't have the biggest feet. Yeah. You don't need to compare. But if you do and they get upset, then like you can find someone else to make you come this hard, I'm sure. Take all his sex secrets and spread them to someone else. <laughs> Much like piraters and bootleggers took all the secrets of Manhunt and spread it to the rest of us. I will say, I had a pirated copy of Thrill Kill. Shh, shh. You don't know who's no. listening, dude. You'll be the man hunted. It's true. Thank you guys for coming along to this wonderful show that we call Fuck Buddies. I think it's time for Tinders. Tindies, at the end of the episode, we'd like to hop onto online dating platforms such as Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, and peruse the profiles, cope through them for red flags, see what works, what doesn't work, in an effort to make your online dating experience a little more enjoyable. Uh, this is Stephanie. She is a freelancer witch at something Turkish. Small talk <laughs> is my kryptonite. I don't know how this is going to play out since I'm a classic submissive that believes in traditional gender roles. I'm a serial monogamous nonconformist with a well-worn passport. You should be the same. I don't care how hot you are. No prompts is a left swipe. Okay. Okay. I. It's kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot in there that says you're not going to be a good partner. Like the, mm -hmm. like serial monogamous, that's fine. But yeah. that also makes it sound like you're in and out of yeah. relationships frequently and without any sort of like, like serial, I think serial killer. And I, I think like, you know, you're, you're just doing it. You're just doing it because you have to. It's a compulsion. You're, in, you're like much like the game Manhunt. You have to <laughs> track down many people and monogamize them. Yeah. Um, and then it's like, uh, you know, oh, I'm a submissive with gender, like who reinforces gender roles or something like that. that. Believes in traditional gender roles. Like that's that's a red flag right there. I think that's and also like I don't understand why those those seem to be juxtaposed. Yeah. Right. Like your your it's, idea of you saying like, oh, I'm submissive, but I do believe in like that's presumably this is a woman. Yeah, it is. Right. So it's like it, it's not a, a stretch to be like, oh, you want to be submissive. And I'm not saying that submissive women are also going to you know navigate with traditional gender roles, but like no, that is the traditional gender role. Yes. Of women, right? Like it, that's that's sort of like the the societal of like, oh, we expect women to be submissive. So like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. It just seems like, also, like I'm a nonconformist, but then you're like, I believe in traditional gender roles and I'm serial monogamous. Like that sounds, that's like the most basic shit. Yeah, that's it pretty like conformist. You've, you've conformed almost exactly the way that you're meant to. Yeah, uh, and like in a bad way these days because it's like old ass shit. Like this is how you should have been twenty years ago. 
that we're moving away from. Nothing wrong mm. with monogamy, but I think traditional gender roles can go fucking suck on a big bag of dynamite. Yes. Uh, I like that they don't want no prompts. I get it. I don't know why you need to say it. Uh, this is like a two. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a two as well. And I'm mainly saving my ones for absolute garbo, you know? Yeah. This is, uh, who is this? This is Faye. I won't shut up about... Help, I'm Hinge employee number 3,682, and I've been trapped at the base for six weeks now. This is not a joke. Please search up Fat Throbbing Cox for info. (laughs) (laughs) 10 out of 10. This is more of Faye, because the the whole profile really was uh, I, I do need more. My most irrational fear, being crushed by the gears of a massive clock and hearing the sound of your own skull cracking. Jesus. Yeah. 10 out of 10. I do actually love all the personality in it. It's pretty funny. I'm, I'm a big fan too. I, li- I like it. It's, it it's is. Because uh, when you said their name was Faye, I was going to be like, can you be a big weirdo? Because every Faye I know is a big weirdo. Yeah. Not in a bad way. All right. This is Kathy. No. Forget these white girls. You need some variation, especially if she very Asian. Dog emoji, lover. Coffee emoji, wine emoji, beer emoji, drinker. Professional sleep emoji, taker, hockey enthusiast. Okay. I don't, uh, I like the very Asian thing. I think that's, that's it, it is in funny. quotes, so I don't know if it's a song or someone said it. Um, I also assume they're Asian. I don't know. It's a picture of their chin. So. <laughs> um, how, how Asian that chin though? I would say very Asian. Ah, uh, call back. I don't know. Yes. If, if they are Asian, I love the, I, I like that joke. If they're not Asian, they're I think it's inappropriate. Weird. <laughs> yeah uh it's pretty boring but it is at least you got something to work with and it's kind of funny i'm giving it a six yeah yeah i think it's just over that five mark yeah uh this is emily i love dogs but especially my dog beer and laughing my ass off i work hard value my alone time and enjoy people with a positive outlook on life i'm a non-judgmental vegan yes they exist five eight and fit i don't want kids but it's cool if you have some yeah, I like it. It's like a solid eight. Yeah, it doesn't break the mold. It's positive. You're talking about mm-hmm. what you like, what you're into. It's weird that they're like, yes, they exist. It's like a little negative, but whatever. I also understand a lot of that might stem from other people's negativity. So yeah, overall eight, it's it's honestly kind of a relief. I don't think we've had just like a normal profile in a while. Yeah, and my favorite thing is value my alone time. Yeah. I don't know what it is about that that I'm like, Oh, I think we'd get along. Yeah, that, that's that that makes... for me too. And I think it's a good thing for people to have because like you all you get the impression that like, yeah, they're on here. They're pretty chill. I also like that. They're like, oh, it's cool if you have kids. They're on here. They're very chill. And it's like if they value their alone time for real, that means I'm not going to be just inundated and like smothered by them, much like a plastic bag of manhunt. Yeah. So that's good. Eight as Kimberly. I'm a fountain of blood in the shape of a girl. And then a wilted rose emoji. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, it's a bad profile, but it's on my brand. It's got to be a 10. You know what? I think this would actually be a 10 for you. Yeah. Like, I know it. I know it is. I know it's. Yeah, I. Yeah. Yeah. It's a 10. Now, Dane, I'm sending you the profile. Is this some kind of lyric from one of your emo bands? The Fountain of Blood thing? Yeah. Seems I don't like think so. Hmm? Seems like it, though. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. This is a 10 for sure. <laughs> Oh, it is. It's a, it's a song by Bjork. Bjork. Okay. Yeah. This is Sarah. Looking for someone who wants to go 50-50 with me on buying a 12-foot-tall skeleton from Home Depot. I'm a redhead who's as pale as a sick Victorian-era child. Can't tan, but I do radiate sunshine. Smile emoji. 
Oh, damn, that's like a nine, maybe even a 10. I love that. Yes, very good. Also, the like 12, 12 foot tall skeleton. Oh, man. You know what? I'm going to give it a 10. I'm also, I, I'm I'm giving it a 10 as well. I actually oh. matched with this person. So. Damn. Well, you can uh, tell them they got a 10 on this episode. I'm flexing right now. You can't see it, but I hope you, I hope you can hear it. I can, I can hear it. I'm doing mm. it too. Sorry. All my muscles are in the way of the audio. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening, friends. That's going to do it for this week. We really appreciate you. If for some reason you've listened to this episode and you're like, mm, the itch hasn't quite been scratched. Mm-hmm. I need more. Maybe one more today if you're listening to it on release day and maybe also like 13 extra ones just to sprinkle around my life whenever I want with with another additional one every month. How could I how could I do that though? It seems impossible. You head on over to fbuddiespodcast.com. You click the Patreon link. You sign up. $3. We love you. That is a great level of support and we appreciate you. But for $7 every month, you get access to our Patreon exclusive show Pillow Talk where we get Lucy and Goosey. We have a lot of fun. We do all the things you want us to do and then sometimes even more, sometimes things you don't want us to do. But then you're like, oh, wait, I did want that. That I did want that. I did want that. That's not the image I want to put out. (laughs) Uh, But wait, Dane, that's less than the price of a beer a month. It's true. But it also would be really helping out Nile and Dane. It would. Huh. So think about this. Every time you ordered a lemonade, it's time to give back to the men that you have taken so much from. You've taken, look, lemonade, manhunt, thrill kill. I think we've suffered enough, and I think it's about time we get our $7 a month. If we hit 25 subscribers, me and Dane will find Manhunt somewhere and do a live stream of us playing. We, we will code our own Manhunt. <laughs> uh, please come support us, and we love you guys. And we're actually going to go record that episode right after this. So if you like this energy, it's only going to get weirder. It is going to get weirder. And you know how much of a struggle it's going to be for me not to talk about Manhunt all the way through Pillow Talk? Yeah, we have to do a hard a hard reset and flush of, of our manhunt energy. Or maybe not. Do you have some bad sex writing for us? You know I do. You know I do. This is from the novel Jaws. The goods were good. The lines in her neck were few and barely noticeable. Her face was unblemished and unscarred. There were no droops or sags or pouches. She stood straight and admired the contours of her breasts. Her waist was slim, her belly flat. The reward for endless hours of exercise after each child. The only problem, as she assessed her body critically, was her hips. By no stretch of anyone's imagination were they girlish. They signaled motherhood. They were, as Brody once said, breeders' hips. The recollection brought a quick flash of remorse, but excitement quickly nudged aside. Her legs were long, and below the pad of fat on her rear, slender. Her ankles were delicate, and her feet, with the toenails neatly pruned, were perfect enough to suit any pedophile. Well, I don't know if that's the word you want to use. I misread. It's pedi pedophile. <laughs> yeah, there it is. There I it is. I was trying to say they were like childlike feet. I was like, that's real fucked up, dude. No. Pedophile. No. Petty pedophile. It's, I mean, also, hey, dude, it just a, maybe just not like foot fetish. Like, it's a weird yeah. thing to say anyway. The weirder thing is this is about the shark. <laughs> yeah, they're really into the shark. And also, it's, so horrifying that they didn't put the toenails on the shark in the movie, even though it's a, obviously a huge feature in the book. 
it's why I I refuse to watch the movie. They yeah. strayed so far from the book that I just mm-hmm. can't respect it. I just, I just can't respect the director's vision to mm-hmm. to take away my my big titty shark. I do love that they really go into the like the shark's motherhood in depth, though. It yeah. really makes you empathize. They fucked up. They fucked the movie up. It's a bad movie. My name is Dave Miller, and my name is Nalspain, and we've been your fuck buddies. Bye.